0: talking about the wonderful, wonderful truth found in Matthew's gospel of the blessedness of those who are blessed. And you'll remember we got to the third stage and now tonight we go on to the fourth and we start in Matthew's gospel chapter 5 verse 1 and seeing the multitude he went up into a mountain Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And so on. And I want to spend a little while tonight considering that one verse. Blessed are they, verse 6, which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Righteousness. Hungering and thirsting after it. It's a wonderful thing. You know, Christ said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. No one can truly hunger and thirst after righteousness unless, first of all, he's become aware of the deep poverty of his own spirit. He mourns over the condition of his soul and that evil nature that's within. And then he comes to a place of meekness, where he accepts the judgment of God, and accepts the light of God's judgment on his life and on his ways, and he accepts man's view of it, and he accepts his own view of it. And he begins to see himself as he really is, a meek man. Only a meek man can do that. And then we go on to the glorious statement of Christ. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's a blessed state to have. But I can only come there if I've gone through the other states. There's no way I can kind of bypass it. You see, if I haven't come to Poverty of spirit, what I'll hanker after isn't righteousness. What I'll hanker after is self-righteousness. I'll go about to establish my own righteousness. But when I know poverty of spirit, when I know the absolute depravity of my own nature, then I begin to hunger after righteousness. And Christ is our righteousness. I hunger after the one who was holy, pure, and righteous. I hunger to have his nature within my very soul and being. Very, very different from hungering after a relationship. I hunger after him. I long to know his nature within my being. I long to know my nature transformed into his. I long to feast on the heavenly king. Blessed is the man who has that state. I want to say something about hungering and thirsting. You know, it's possible to be hungry only a little. And if you're hungry a little, you can just eat something and it's immediately appeased. But the great mystery of it is, if you really hunger and thirst after righteousness, somehow it's uh, hunger and thirst that isn't filled and quenched in the sense of being made null and void, but it is filled and quenched in the sense of we know Christ, we drink of him, we love him, but somehow it's an ever-progressive thing because more and more, as he begins to fill us, we realize how much more we need him. We realize how much more we need that life, that spirit to move in our beings. And we realize how poverty-stricken we are without him. So our hunger, which really uh, causes us when we're filled, not to lose our appetite, but to develop it. When you find the love of God that floods your being. Well, the moment you don't feel that love flowing in that way, you find a deeper hunger and yearning for it. Somehow it's addictive. There's no way out for those. And they begin to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Now, as I said, you can't come here unless you've gone through the stages, unless you know your poverty of spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You've got to have been there. You've got to know the vileness of your own soul. And unless you've come that way, you can't, and you come to the place where you accept God's judgment, God's word, and you uh, begin to see that God's will is all that counts, and that brings that spirit of meekness, then somehow there becomes within you that hunger and thirst after righteousness, And all your life begins to get filled with a cry, Oh, to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer. I want to have that spirit of God. I want to have the nature of God within. I hate my nature. I hate that first birth that came from Adam. I want to know the second birth through and through. I want to know that spirit of life flooding and flowing in my being that's a blessed state is it a state you have you possess does it increase more and more that hunger and thirsting after righteousness what fulfills you going to the cinema watching the television going out for a meal Or is it somehow to meet with God? Somehow to open your heart and find as you come into his presence that glory. There's a hunger there that can only be filled by him. There's a feeling within, Oh God, I need thee. It's for thee I long. That's the blessed state Christ was talking about. And few there are that have it. Few, few that find that blessed state where their delight is in the Lord, where their whole being lives for him. That's the wonderful thing. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. But the strange thing is the filling, though it's absolute and complete, increases their capacity, Paul prayed, he said, I pray that your hearts may be enlarged. Now an enlarged heart just has greater capacity for loving. So even though it was filled yesterday, it merely enlarges the heart for tomorrow. And so you find that the longing and the yearning and the love gets greater and greater and deeper and deeper. That's a blessed state. Don't ever think, I once heard a man say, and in fact I heard him preach it, that once you drink of Jesus, you never thirst again. Well, there's truth in it. You don't thirst for the things of the world. You don't thirst for the things of sin. But I'm afraid, I find, that having drunk, you thirst more and more after him. And Jesus said it was a blessed state. Isn't it lovely to have a thirst for him? That's what somehow quickens you in a meeting. You come into the midst, and because as God begins to move, you have a great longing and yearning in your soul. That's blessed. Blessed are they, said Jesus, that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness after the God of righteousness, our righteous and holy King. I thank God that that blessed state comes to those who are lightened by him. Is that how your heart is? Is that the thirsting and hungering that's in your heart? Or are you one of those that still thirst and hunger after sin and the ways of the world? Or is it after him? He's so lovely, so wonderful. His name is his ointment poured forth. He meets our needs, he loves us, he cares for us so perfectly. He knows us through and through. And somehow in him we find all that we need. You can't help but hunger and thirst after him if you've ever tasted of the Lord that he is good. Blessed are you, said Jesus, that hunger and thirst. Do you know the secret of hungering and thirsting is to hunger and thirst after the right things? If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll find that it's very difficult to hunger and thirst after sin. If you hunger and thirst after Christ, you'll find that very quickly the power of sin is broken. Very rapidly, if you change your appetite. It's a strange thing. I was talking to someone the other week. I found it strange in my own life. One day my wife came to me and she said, you know, one morning she commented, that I was getting what one might call portly. Uh, she didn't put it quite that way. She said overweight. In fact, she said fat. And so she banned me from having sugar in my tea. Now, I'd always had sugar in my tea. And it was a strange thing, but initially when I went without sugar in my tea, it tasted awful. I felt I could never drink another cup of tea. But the weird thing is, and the only time I ever have sugar now is when people make it too strong because I like it weak. But the weird thing is that it changes your taste after a time. And I was surprised a month or two later I went out somewhere and they put sugar in my tea and I picked up the cup and I drunk someone, ooh. Mm. It's got sugar in. And do you know, it's rather like that with righteousness. There's a time some some way when in your heart it's so pleasant to sin. You know, it's sweet to the taste. And then the Lord comes and he begins to change your whole heart and attitude. And suddenly you take a drink. Ew. sin in it and it's the wrong taste. That's the way it changes. If you cultivate that hunger and thirst, you'll find a sweetness, a pleasantness, a peace will invade your soul. There's so many people, you know, who are discontent with life, they're discontent with this, discontent with that. The reason is that Their hungers are all wrong. They're hungering after the wrong things. I hunger to be right with God, don't you? There's only peace when my heart is in the right relationship with him. I long to do his will and walk his way. Don't always succeed. In fact, I quite often fail. But it's a longing to go that way. And I find when I do fail, I long more to be able to walk that way than I did Before I fail. Not that I recommend failing. But merely I'm saying. Somehow it increases your hunger. Because the consequences of failing. Are rather painful. And you think. Oh God. When will I be able to walk. Clear in you. Blessed are they. That hunger and thirst. After righteousness. Has your taste changed inside. Do you long after him with all your heart? Or is your taste merely changing, you're beginning to learn? You know, Jesus spoke of people who drank old wine and he said that when they tried drinking the new, they say the old is better. It takes a little while to change. took me about three weeks and some misdemeanors. Every time my wife was out of the way I added a little until I decided well I wasn't going to lose weight that way so I stopped adding a little and grin and bore it. And now I find it's easy. And that's the way it is in the things of God you know. Somehow it seems that if you give up everything for him oh what would you do? And yet Your taste changes in your spirit, the whole desire, your nature, and then you find your hunger and thirst just comes for him. And anything else, well, just can't satisfy any longer. Blessed estate to have. Blessed thing. Blessed experience. So wonderful. Is that how you are? Can you thank God Jesus is mine? Can you thank God that you've learnt to taste of the precious things? That your delight is to hunger and thirst after him? Somehow the things of earth have grown strangely dim and your whole heart follows after him. What a blessed state. You know, it only takes a little while. If you just would give yourself over to him and begin to seek after him with all your heart, it wouldn't be long before you found your inward desires change. If you allowed his spirit to flow and you drank of his spirit, it wouldn't be long before you'd find your appetites would change. Yes, you'll have battles. Yes, there'll be difficulties, but oh, how wonderful. When you get to a place where the hunger and thirst is so great that all you do is flee to him. You get consumed by him, you think on him, you enjoy him, you desire him alone. I suppose that's why that hymn writer wrote that lovely hymn, My goal is God himself. Somehow, the appetite had got changed. Somehow, he began to hunger and thirst after righteousness. May God bring us all to that blessed estate. May he teach us how to hunger and thirst. May he teach us how to feed on the one who's divine, the one who loves our souls and sets us free. Let's pray. Father, we thank Thee for Thy glorious presence, for Your gracious moving, and for Your precious Word. Lord, number us amongst those that are blessed with thee, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Change, O Lord, our appetites till we long for thee. Change our desires, O God, till we pant after thee. Change, O Lord, our nature Till we're filled with thee. For Lord. Unless thou dost come. And do that perfect work. We're of all men most miserable. Our hope is in thee. And our trust is in thee O God. In your grace. And your love. And your mercy. Move in each one. Lord, let there come such a hunger and a thirst after righteousness that our whole beings will long for thee, that thou art all we long for. Let thy love so move within that, Lord, will go to no other, will drink from no other, but from thee the true fountainhead. Lord, continue your work in each heart. Bless and keep each one. Nourish each one up in the glories of thy word. And Lord, teach us how to walk in thee, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.